And I'd like to introduce Andy Fee, an OMC teacher and uh, trainer. And he's also a mental health nurse. And recently he's been focusing on bringing mindfulness to um, a wider population to men in prisons, as well as starting a mindfulness initiative for the homeless in the UK. So it was with great pleasure I give you now to Andy. Thank you. So a really warm welcome to everyone to this session on everyday mindfulness practices during this extraordinary time. Wherever you are in the world and however you might be feeling as you arrive to this session. So I'm reminded on these Zoom gatherings of an event a few years ago when an initially very skeptical elderly relative um, connected for the first time via a video link with a loved one in Australia. He said that when he was young, it was unimaginable that we would possess the technology to make this happen. And here we are, um, not just one-to-one, -one, but many of us gathered here together online when I last counted. There was, I think, over 350 of us here together. Amazing. So a really warm welcome. And if someone had said to me several months ago, maybe a Time Lord or a crystal ball gazer, that by springtime, you will be spending 23 hours a day at home as an act of consideration and care for yourself and for your fellow human beings. I would have initially been really, really puzzled, of course, and then thought, great. And lots of time to move through and complete to-do lists, read the pile of bedside books, pursue old and new hobbies, and watch movies that were missed first time around. Many of you are likely to have uh, thought similar. So of course, the reality is very different. Some of you are frontline health and social care workers and public service workers of one kind or another, and they're working in very challenging and demanding jobs with very little spare time. Many others will be at home. Many of you will be at home juggling working days with childcare, with care for elders, and looking out for neighbours and friends. And we're also likely to be spending longer cleaning and tending at home, taking care with prevention of infection measures and hand washing. So when I noticed, I noticed when I started uh, following the public uh, health guidance that I was washing my hands with a slight sense of anxiety. My shoulders were tight and uh, my posture was a bit contracted. And the concerns that we all share about this period passing through my mind. At some point, these hunched, contracted shoulders served as a mindfulness reminder. They became almost a mindfulness bell. And I began to breathe a little bit more slowly, to drop my shoulders and to immerse myself in the, the mindful movements of the hands, almost like hand-washing yoga. So I'd like to share this practice with you this evening. So I'm, not, I'm going to guide you in a practice that you may already know, these mindful hand-washing movements, but just slowing it down 
and really tuning into the movement with a beginner's mind. Health and social care workers, and many of you here this evening will be familiar with the series of movements that are part of this hand washing technique. On this occasion, you won't need any soap or water, or it could get very messy at your computer screen. So if you have an injury or limitations of movement, or you know that particular movements are unwise for you, then please do what's best for you, knowing and trusting yourself best and taking good care. Thinking of the guidance as very much invitational rather than instructions. So let's begin just by grounding awareness in the body in a very similar way to uh, Stacey's guidance, her skillful guidance at the beginning of the, the session. So perhaps closing the eyes or lowering the gaze, seeing what's best for you. And moving attention from the head down through the chest, the abdomen, the pelvis and the legs, and right down into the soles of the feet. And not so much thinking about the soles of the feet as beginning to sense them. Noticing the contact perhaps of fabric on skin. Noticing the points of pressure and touch with the, the ground underneath. And maybe checking in with the sensations that accompany temperature. And shifting this torch beam of awareness now up through the lower and the upper legs, through the upper body, and down through the arms and into the hands. So bringing the hands up so that they meet palm to palm, with your fingers pointing towards the screen. And if your eyes are closed, you might need to open them for a moment to see the movement and later for each movement. So sensing into the contact between the hands, the tips of the fingers, the thumbs as they make contact with each other. Sensations here that indicate temperature. And perhaps slowly moving the hands back and forth, noticing the gliding sensations, and maybe moving in small circles. Noticing the sensations here in the hands as if for the first time, with a beginner's mind. And now turning the left hand and noticing the wrist rotating as the palm moves to downward, to face downward. And holding your attention there. Maybe there's slight movements, vibrations, natural tremors. And then bringing the right hand over the top of the left as the palms face downwards and moving back and forward the second motion and hand washing technique. Perhaps noticing the skin 
ripple across the back of the left hand as you press down a little more with the heel of the right hand. Noticing how the skin folds. And right down into the fingers and the heel of the right hand, massaging the upper left hand. A sense of care perhaps towards the left hand. And a suggestion to align the movements with the breath. So perhaps if it feels right for you, you can either stay with the hands or also check in with the breath. And as you breathe in, the hand draws backwards. And as you breathe out, the hand moves forward. And really find us to stay with the hands if this isn't helpful. And then just in your own time, just moving the left, moving the right hand away from the left and placing the left hand over the right and repeating this movement. So just allowing the left hand and the heel of the hand to press down into the, the back of the hand and the fingers. And then in your own time, just allowing the hands to drop down to the sides. Perhaps noticing how the shoulders are, if there's heaviness, tightness. And as you move down the hand, the arms and into the hands, maybe you notice some after effects of the movement, some buzzes, some tingles. So we'll return to the practice in a few moments, but you might want to open your eyes if they've been closed. And before we return to this practice, um, let's explore this quality of beginner's mind. It's an attitude, a quality that we can infuse or blend into our mindfulness practice. A willingness to notice what we are paying attention to in the present moment, as if for the first time, as if for the first time, we tend to take what we see and experience every day for granted and to, and to overlook it often. And beginner's mind can support us in noticing the ordinary with a fresh eye, a fresh ear, a fresh touch. It's very much interlinked with this quality of curiosity. And it can help us in letting go of our preconceptions about what we see and hear and taste and touch what we sense in our body, and perhaps in how we approach other people at times. So it can be practiced here in our hand movements practice and later at home when we eat. Tasting is perhaps a sandwich or dinner, noticing the first few mouthfuls as if tasting for the very first time, or listening to music with this fresh quality, or touching a piece of fabric, so inviting you to accompany me into the next part of the hand movement practice and perhaps bringing this freshness to the sense of contact and touch and to seeing the hands. So if it feels right for you, bringing the hands up in front of the body again and this time interlacing the fingers, 
moving the fingers back and forward. Massaging a little. And in particular, perhaps sensing into the sides of the fingers. A part of the hands that we don't notice often. What's the contact like here? What's the temperature? Bringing a sense of care and attention to the fingers. And then in your own time, just moving into the next movement. So we are almost curling the fingers around each other here, enfolding the fingers of the right hand into the left. Um, I move my arms around, hands around, like grasping within each other so that the knuckles are massaging the palms. So the knuckles of the right hand, perhaps, massaging the palm of the left hand and the elbows are pointing outwards. Stronger, almost like kneading dough, like making bread. And maybe breathing with these movements, if that feels right for you. And in your own time, just flipping the wrists around, so changing hands. And again, massaging with the knuckles of the left hand into the palm of the right hand. Maybe noticing how this movement requires slight rotations in the, in the forearms too. And then in your own time, just moving the arms back down to the sides. Or resting in them in the lap, seeing what's best for you. And bringing a curious inquiry into the sensations present after these movements. Sensing into the hands with this beginner's mind. And perhaps taking a few moments to check in with the breath right now. So there's an option to stay with the hands here or to explore the breath. Staying with the hands if, if it doesn't feel wise at this time to explore the breath in more detail. And if becoming aware of the breath, checking in in particular with the abdominal area, the sense of expansion in the abdominal wall as you breathe in, and the dropping away as you breathe out. And as best you can, just sensing this in-breath. And just sensing this out-breath. Patiently, gently, letting be trains of thought. And anchoring an awareness of the breath or of the hands as you sit here in mindfulness practice.
perhaps taking a slightly deeper breath in, a longer exhalation. And if the eyes have been closed, maybe noted, maybe closing, uh, opening and just checking in with the next movement. So the next movement quite straightforward in some ways, the thumb of the left hand, grasping it with the, the right hand, almost caressing and massaging the thumb gently, cocooning it with care and kindness as you draw the hand across, noticing the folds of skin across, across the knuckles. Feeling into the nail. And swapping thumbs over. And taking this care with the thumb of the right hand. And if your shoulders are tiring, you could rest hands on the lap or on the computer table. See what's best for you. And now in your own time, placing the tips of the fingers of the right hand onto the palm of the left. And beginning to move around the palm of the left hand in a circular motion. Feeling into, really sensing the grooves and the lines of the palm. And maybe the grooves and lines of the fingertips too. These unique patterns to each human being, to each of you. A sense of playfulness and curiosity as you do this. And in your own time, just swapping around so that the fingers of the left hand are massaging the right palm. Maybe small circular motions in the center, the hollow of the hand. and moving out and expanding into the whole palm of the hand. Noticing what you discover, seeing what's true for you in the sensations here in the present moment. And then we'll move into the last uh, movement. So this time we are um, going to cup the left wrist with the right hand, rubbing and massaging the left wrist. Noticing the temperature of the hand as you massage and of the wrist. 
You may be noticing the bony prominences in the wrists. And then swapping over so that the left hand cocoons the wrist of the right hand. What's here now? And then in your own time, allowing the hands and the arms to fall to the sides, maybe giving the hands a gentle shake. Okay, so extending an invitation to, to play with this practice and of course speeding it up to 20 or 30 seconds when you're hand washing, moving between thinking and sensing mode, letting the hands bring you into the, the present moment, to mindful moments, whether at home or at work. It could serve as a pause for essential workers in the midst of very fast-paced work you are doing and as a few moments of gathering and anchoring attention at home and what might otherwise seem like a, a mundane activity. So during this period of lockdown of being stuck at home I've sometimes been wishing I was elsewhere rather than stuck at home. Maybe some walking up in the mountains of Snowdonia or down on the, the North Kent beaches or even just out for a meal. I'm wondering if anyone else has experienced this. Perhaps give me a nod or a thumbs up or, or even a thumbs down. This wishing we were somewhere else. I found myself staring longingly at a photo um, I had taken on a beach in, in North Kent of some ruins at the far side of, a lo of the Long Beach. When I was staring into the photo, something caught my attention. A small light, a small light that I'd never noticed before in the bottom corner. Despite having this photo enlarged to hang on the wall. And as I paid more attention, I noticed that there were actually two lights that I'd never noticed before. Most likely from the South Essex coast, away in the distance. I started to look around the other photos in, in, in the living area and uh, one or two paintings with curiosity, with a beginner's mind. I spent quite a, a, an uplifting or a refreshing half an hour. So perhaps there might be opportunities whilst at home to do a tour of the walls <laughs> or, or to look out of a window to a familiar view as if seeing it for the very first time. Perhaps anchoring on the soles of the feet first and approaching seeing with curiosity. Not trying to make what we see be a particular way, but just how it is. So an invitation to a short seeing meditation of the familiar now and 
just starting by noticing the, the frame of your computer screen. Noticing the shape, the color. And widening out to the immediate surroundings of the screen. Noticing colours. Shapes. Rectangles. Squares. Circles. Seeing what's here for you. Maybe there's textures, smooth or bumpy surfaces. Lines. And as you expand your gaze, perhaps looking to the left, seeing what you can see in this mostly familiar room Noticing what's here as if for the first time. And rotating the head and maybe looking to the right too. Having a look around the room. Maybe noticing the, uh, the interplay of light and shadows. And maybe in your own time, just expanding to seeing at the periphery of your vision. So this capacity to see 180 degrees and slightly more. So really taking in the full field of vision, especially the periphery. And noticing how we can actually see slightly more than 180 degrees. I'm holding my hands up here, sort of slightly behind me. And you might, if you choose to hold your hands up, see that on the very, just after 180 degrees, you can also see your hands, this remarkable capacity that we have. And then in your own time, just slowly narrowing down the field of vision, moving from, from widescape and back to your computer screen and perhaps seeing some of, some of the other participants that are here in this gathering on the computer screen. And in your own time, just moving fingers and toes as the practice ends.
So uh, I, I'm from a city and I've, I've always lived in urban areas or in cities. And some time ago, I went on a mindfulness retreat centered in the Devon countryside. I set an intention before I went to really take in the natural world around the retreat center. Uh, something that's quite different from the city sometimes. So at the end of the meditations in the, in the hall, I would go bounding outdoors, breathing deeply of the fresh air, really listening into the bird song, leaping up the small hill behind the retreat center to take in Dartmoor, which was in the distance, the, almost like a flat plain of Dartmoor that could be seen in the distance. And especially checking out the stars at night as there was a minimal light pollution down there. And, and often on my way out, I noticed a woman who was either making or drinking a cup of tea. And each time I would pass her, I was thinking, you're missing out. There's so much to see. You mustn't waste your time here. It's important. It's really important to check in with this countryside. And then a few weeks later, I was uh, teaching to a group of men, uh, a group of prisoners who were on remand. And at the end of the first session, we invited the men to practice mindful eating during the week. Mindful eating. And to come back in session two and to describe the experience. So we suggested just two or three mouthfuls at dinner time, mindfully. And the men said, we can't do that. Prison food is awful. So at the following session, when we all came back together, the men reported that prison food is mostly still awful. <laughs> but the first few sips of tea in the morning, that's special. And they went on to describe the warm mug, the steam rising, and the taste of the tea itself, the milkiness. Tea drinking was both something very ordinary and something extraordinary when they brought their beginner's minds to tea drinking. And, and it cast my mind back at the time to, with a slight sense of shame, actually to the, to the, to the retreat centre and to the woman who for whom tea drinking also seemed important. It was a means for her to practice mindfulness, to be in the present moment, whilst I was rushing around the retreat grounds in, in doing mode, trying to take in as much as I possibly could. So it got me thinking about what else is ordinary, yet extraordinary, when we shine this light of mindful awareness on it. Where and when does formal mindfulness practice meet the informal? When can they join and become more integrated? When can parts of our life become more integrated into our, our mindfulness practice? So daily activities, uh, if you're in lockdown at the moment, like we are here in the UK, might be an opportunity to be in the present moment or even if you're not in lockdown, opportunities to be in the present moment, to bring mind and body together, 
I, I noticed when I was thinking about this in a, a, a session and what I would say that uh, uh, when I was doing the chores at times, here was me suggesting this uh, daily mindfulness when I was doing the chores. I was uh, sometimes slightly resentful of them. I'm doing them quickly and hoping to get on to something else that seemed more important. The book I'm reading at the moment, the sitting practice, sitting meditation, the walk outdoors, uh, the movie I wanted to watch. And at times I remembered to be mindful of the movements of the arms when I was uh, sweeping the kitchen floor. The sound of the brush. The clatter of cutlery as it's placed in the dishwasher. And of stopping and noticing the steam rising. The warmth of the cup of tea and the taste and the flavours of the tea of the coffee. In a way that the men in the in prison highlighted so so wonderfully. So maybe the toothpaste stain in the bathroom sink might not be here to ruin yesterday's cleaning efforts after all, but it's an opportunity to to approach the present moment with presence and patience and lightness as we clean up. The American author and activist Alice Walker writes, Grace gives me a day too beautiful, I had thought, to stay indoors. And yet, washing my dishes, straightening my shelves, finally throwing out the wilted onions, shrunken garlic cloves, I discover I am happy to be inside looking out. This, I think, is wealth. Just how this choosing of how a beautiful day is spent. So I don't want to trivialise what we're going through at the moment in the poem's references to a beautiful day. We, we don't have a choice to stay indoors and life is very challenging for many people at the moment, at this time. Through mindfulness practices, we can both be with our anxieties and also point the mind towards what might offer us nourishment, what might refresh us when done with awareness. Tea drinking, looking out the window, eating, maybe even sweeping the floor. Uh, Liz Lord's reference, uh, Liz Lord hosted uh, last week's session, many of you would have uh, been at the session. She, she, in last week's se uh, session, she, she referenced uh, Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. And it, it really spoke to me at the time and, and throughout the week. It spoke to me of uh, wise choices that might emerge from mindfulness practice. The quote that um, was offered, Viktor Frankl's quote that, that Liz uh, chose was, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. The last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. 
And this, I think, is what Alice Walker also speaks of as we move through states of mind, such as hope, grief, despair and compassion for the situation that humanity finds itself in and then how our daily life is unfolding. Noticing these moments of nourishment, these small bubbles of nourishment or not so small amidst this period of uncertainty. So inviting you um, to take a pause and allow a space for reflection. Beginning by dropping attention down through the body, through the chest and the abdomen, the pelvis and the legs again, and into the soles of the feet. Sensing into the soles of the feet. And when you're ready, dropping a question into the mind. What one or two activities of daily life might I choose to bring awareness to more often? Just letting that question drop into the mind. What one or two activities of daily life might I choose to bring mindful awareness to more often? Maybe allowing this question to drop deeper into the mind. What one or two activities of daily life might I choose to bring awareness to more often? So now there's an invitation to write one or two of these activities that you've chosen into the chat function here on Zoom. So maybe you might want to um, just uh, write in a, a line or two or on what activities that you might choose to do mindfully. And you might notice that the, the chat's moving quite fast at the moment. Um, maybe there's uh, one or two that others that speak to you as well. Someone said washing in the morning, talking to parents, weeding the garden, painting the fence. I would love to tour the walls. Looking out the window. Covering myself with the duvet when going to bed. Beautiful. My attitude to my daughter. Waking up with mindfulness. Watching the birds. Helping my mum into her clothes. Someone who's caring. 
for someone else, for the mum. Putting the rubbish out, walking bare feet on the grass. Wonderful, lovely, really lovely. Listening to my daughter read to me from Lucy. Repotting my plants, Regina. Bringing in freshly blown laundry. So it's that time of year now when we can start to hang it out if you're in the, the northern hemisphere anyway. Walking with my son, walking my dog. Coiling a pot. Amazing. Feeling my fingers as they painfully pluck the strings on the guitar. <laughs> Ironing. Now there's a challenge. <laughs> and shopping for special treats for friends. One amazing, wonderful. Thank you all. So let's finish this part of the session with a, a short grounding practice. We'll come to the, to the body and there's the option to come to the breath too in this practice. So closing the eyes or lowering the gaze, knowing what's best for you. And again, dropping attention down through the, the chest area. Almost like shining a, a torch beam of mindfulness as you move down through the chest and the abdomen, through the, through the pelvis, the upper legs and the lower legs, and right down into the soles of the feet. And noticing maybe there's a familiarity here and an invitation perhaps to bring this quality of beginner's mind, to notice the soles of the feet, to sense the soles of the feet as if for the first time. Contact with fabric. points of pressure and touch. A hint of temperature. Maybe there's some buzzes, tingles. And in your own time, bringing this torch beam of awareness up through the upper feet and the lower legs and into the backs of the legs and the bottom, sitting here on the chair. A much more obvious squashiness and pressure.
the effects of gravity holding us here, solid and rooted wherever we might be to this vast planet. Perhaps the contact of fabric on skin here too. And then bringing attention up through the, the region of the back. Maybe if it feels right for you, allowing the back to lengthen just a, a millimetre or two, taking up your full sitting height without striving. Allowing the shoulders to drop a little and the chest to open. And anchoring on a place where you notice the breath best. Or simply, again, an invitation to be with the hands, seeing what's best for you. And if choosing the breath, maybe in the nostrils, the brush of air. the rise and fall in the chest region. The expansion and the dropping away in the, in the abdomen and the belly. And as best you can, just sensing this in-breath. And just sensing this out-breath. Are just sensing these hands. Noticing if mind wanders and this mind wandering is not in any way a fault or a failure, just what minds do. And when you notice, gently, patiently escorting the mind back to the felt sensations of the hands or the breath. This noticing and letting be is all part of the practice. It's all mindfulness. Anchoring in awareness of the breath, of the hands. Checking in with where the mind is, a degree of playfulness, of acceptance and letting be. Bringing attention to the hands, to the breath. And in your own time, taking perhaps a slightly deeper breath in. A longer, slower exhalation, if that feels right for you. A last lingering sensation of sense of contact with the hands.
Okay, so maybe staying in this uh, uh, posture and um, of receptivity. Of, I'd like to offer a short passage, a short reading by uh, Helen Luke just before we, before I hand back to Stacy. So, Helen Luke writes, we hurry through the so-called boring things in order to attend to that which we deem more important interesting. Perhaps the final freedom will be a recognition that everything in every moment is essential and that nothing at all is important. So a huge thank you to all of you for showing up online tonight, for this time to together to practice and reflect on everyday mindfulness. If anyone would like an illustrated guide to the hand movements, I, I notice it popped up in the chat function. You can find them online just by searching for hand washing technique using the image search. I, I, I've used the NHS Highlands one here. Uh, uh, probably slight bias as a Scotsman, I went for the, uh, the NHS Highlands. So uh, hopefully you can see this. You'll find many, many different uh, illustrated guides to this uh, hand washing. And um, many thanks to Stacey uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Willem and Claire and Pila for the time and energy they've mm -hmm. put into making these remarkable gatherings happen on mm -hmm. Zoom. And to all Thanks. at Oxford Mindfulness Centre for their support and their dedication to disseminating best practice in mindfulness research, teaching and practice. Mm 